Hello, and welcome back to the Purpose Map podcast. This is the first episode of 2024. We are so excited to have you here. This is Casey Berglund, your host, the founder of Worthy and Well. And in today's episode, I am joined by my brilliant team member, Selena Coates. And we drop in together to actually do a review of 2023. And it's quite powerful and potent, especially if you are resonating with our work because you are someone who is currently, you know, earning a good corporate salary, probably six figures plus or running a six figure plus business, yet you're feeling like you're a bit bored or drained or desiring something more. And you know that you're not working or living in alignment with exactly who you are and what you're really here to do. Uh, This episode will be really illuminating because through our stories and Selena's in particular around leaving her corporate job in 2023, uh, my story around, you know, losing my dad and shifting identities and both of us talking about in reflection, our next level, our next levels. I think through listening to our stories, you will receive some wisdom, some guidance, uh, some hopefully courage to make the moves that are required of you for your next level so that you too may be dropped into the center of your purpose-driven work and so that you too may make not just good money doing that work, but amazing money. And we share just quite openly and honestly about the past year. And we end it with a couple of important messages from one of our sweet decks, Work Your Light Oracle by Rebecca Campbell. So without further ado, I'd love to invite you into our conversation and I'll check in with you at the end. I think I'm having a moment with you here right now in person in my home (laughs) that's like a pause Mm -hmm. after um a lot of creating and working and building and supporting and serving and loving up on our clients (laughs) I think I'm having this moment of of holy shit Selena Let's just be for a minute. Yeah. And and actually reflect on all of what we've done together. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first said we've done a lot, like I'm thinking in the last few months, we've done a lot, but like the last year, we've yeah. done a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how, you know, at the time of this recording, it's January 2024. And a year ago, at almost this exact time, I was getting on a plane and flying to Costa Rica for nine weeks to work from there. And at that time, I had the amazing Jess Schultz supporting me, um, who is the founder of Sweet Simple Collabs and an incredible human who really knew my many elements of worthy and well inside and out and was very much supportive around creating systems and helping with client care and also had started to work with Savannah Meyer who 
both of whom I've been in contact with lately. And so a year ago, they were part of Worthy and Well's team. And Savannah, what I love about her is her um, visionary in a manifesting generator way Mm -hmm. of getting excited to like execute on different ideas to uh, grow Worthy and Well and allow Worthy and Well to be seen and to pump me up around, around, you know, what we're doing. And, and so a year ago, um, you, Selena, were in my life, but not yet in Worthy and Well in the capacity that you are now. Mm-hmm. You know, you had been a client for many years and you had been a supporter for a long time, the whole time in there, even after being a client. Um, but it wasn't until when that you March, I think. March. Yeah. It wasn't until March that you really came on in and became such a critical part of Worthy and Well. Mm-hmm. What was up for you January to March of last year? I also am just remembering back to January. I think we went for a walk in Nose Hill. Oh yeah, before <laughs> Costa Rica. Yeah. And I think I was probably like almost exactly a year ago. Mm-hmm. So just thinking about that, um, I feel like January to March last year was like big transition time for me personally. Um, lots of work was going on in my corporate job where it was really initiation for me. So yeah, it was... It was hard those months. Those months were like, well, I can't keep living like this. So mm. I was being up leveled in those months. And there was like excitement to work with you and work with Worthy and Well because I've just been a supporter for, like you said, a long time. We've had many conversations about me coming on the team before mm-hmm. that. Um yeah, and it was just like I needed to close a chapter. Yeah. And that's really what Q1 was for me or maybe writing the final chapter in Q1. Yeah. And then Q2 was closing the chapter. Ooh, that's a great way to put it. Writing the final chapter in Q1 of 2023 and Q2 was closing the chapter, which is totally true. You used the word initiation. Mm-hmm. Like there was an initiation happening in your life. Mm-hmm. At that time, I'm curious if you could say a little bit more about that as it relates to, mm-hmm. you know, it sounded like your your corporate job, but more like your relationship with yourself as a person who works in corporate. Mm-hmm. There was somebody that I loved working with was let go from the company. That's the really practical version of it. But that opened my eyes of like what am I working for like am I working to be one of those people that's let go and that puts all of my eggs in this basket and gives my all to this this entity that doesn't really care (laughs) that I'm giving it up my all and doesn't see me in my true gifts and there's a realization too of like no matter how much I do inner work and do 
my authentic work outside and do my service, that will never be enough for this and organization. Wow. Which is like heartbreaking mm-hmm. when you like loved that company. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's probably people out there that resonate with that of they've given their all to a company because they loved it. Mm-hmm. And then there's those little things where it's like, oop, my values don't align there or oh, that didn't feel good or somebody crossed the boundary and doesn't care that they did. Yeah. And those those little things became that big, it was like that last one initiated me to say, no, I want more for myself. Mm. I, I think this is really important. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you were where many of our clients are when they come to our programs. Uh, someone working in corporate, making a six-figure salary, and in a company that they once loved, and Mm -hmm. then something either starts to change gradually over time, or there's an event that happens that creates like an awakening to see like, what am I doing this for? What am I working so hard for? Is this where I want to pour my soul? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like for you, well, and obviously I've known you through that process, there were like little gradual things that happened leading up. And then it sounds like with the the person that you respected and admired getting let go, that that was like a moment of reflection, like an important moment in the mm-hmm. journey to seeing maybe yourself and your values and some of the dissonance or the incongruence a little bit mm-hmm. more clearly. Would you say that that yes, is true? Totally. And that person that got let go is one of those people that I think really saw me right and saw my gifts and let me bring those gifts and empowered me to bring those gifts to this space so to have the company not respect her meant that they couldn't respect me and see all of me what's happening for you (laughs) selena's just watching me tear up what's happening for me is like because selena you're an outlier you're a weirdo in the best fucking way (laughs) Mm-hmm. You're a weirdo. You're a mystical, gorgeous, not normal, not run of the mill, not status quo being who is like sensitive and intuitive and empathic and has, you know, can live in the, the 3D world for sure, mm-hmm. has a great like wealth consciousness and capacity to make money and, you know, grew up in the country <laughs> just like I did. We learned how to work hard to be successful. Like we can play that game mm-hmm. and it's not our true essence. I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up. <laughs> In recognition of you, you know, in recognition of you and in that also like recognizing myself and recognizing, you know, the person listening who is that too, Mm -hmm. you know, like we were never meant to fit inside of the box. And yet uh, there are some unicorn companies where within them people can be their outlier selves and that is regarded which it should be Mm because those are qualities of leaders and so it sounds like when you had this leader present with you who you recognized as maybe also an outlier and who saw you for your gifts and your glory that created a safety for you to be yourself authentically within the box yeah and then this person you respect who respects you gets let go. And suddenly that safety is kind of gone. It's kind of removed. Like 
maybe I'm not completely okay to be authentic here. Maybe I'm not going to be seen for my leadership qualities and my gifts and be rewarded for that. Because if my, you know, superior, for lack of a better word, someone who's maybe higher up in the company who actually sees me is getting the boot, what does Mm -hmm. that mean for me? Yeah. That's a big recognition. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you notice the like truth tears in my eyes, it was both a feeling of like, what a shame mm-hmm. for you and for your leader. And also a feeling of what a gift yeah. <laughs> both and right. Um, and just like, also a, a sense of like, I adore you <laughs> for your, you. your unique and beautiful outlier qualities. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm thinking about the person who who is in the shoes that you were in um, with what has for maybe a long mm-hmm. time felt like something that you enjoyed doing, a job that you enjoyed doing, and has for a long time felt like you had a safety net with the salary. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how you navigated mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and and built I don't know, or if you did, like this might be an assumption. I was going to say built safety for yourself to take a leap. What did you do that allowed you to take a leap? Mm -hmm. I think that was really where Q2 came in. So I'm thinking March, April, May, June was really that process of like, okay, we know this is the end of the chapter. Now I need to like close that (laughs) like Mm -hmm. maybe even at the end of this book in the trilogy or the the series and I remember at the start of the quarter having a conversation with the superior that would have been above the leader that got let go um being like I just don't see how my I have a future here with this exactly what you're describing of like I don't feel recognized as somebody that brings something that no one else can Mm -hmm. and that person did not get it (laughs) they were like should you like go talk to somebody and I'm like I am a hundred percent fine oh my gosh okay you mean like a see a therapist or something like are you feeling okay are you mentally stable are you having a mental breakdown right now no like they didn't say in I understand but I understand what you're saying but keep going. Yes. Um, and just didn't take me seriously. So that was also a bit of initiation of like, yep, no matter how hard I try, this organization isn't going to see me. And then it was like, okay, what do I need to do to be okay? And I think as soon as I said that was when you and I reconnected mm-hmm. about how I could support Worthy and Well. Mm-hmm. So claiming that I don't see a future in this organization. Opened un- up a door. Opened up a door. Okay, here's a truth bomb moment. Your no makes way for a yes. Your acknowledgement of what's not working with a firmness and intention mm-hmm. creates a shift in the energetic around you that allows what is in higher alignment for you to come closer right? Yeah. And it takes a recognition of the truth of what's not working. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just thinking about 
you know, friends or clients where in a coaching session, I can tell that there's like a lot of resistance to seeing the truth. Mm -hmm. And that might show up, I'm thinking like in a relationship, it might show up as someone like starting to defend their partner. Yeah. And, and it just shows me like, it's almost like a reactive fear-based response rather than a truthful response and it's the energy that's different you know like if Mm -hmm. someone's like no this is my person Mm -hmm. that's totally different than like well but also like there's this and there's this and there's this and there's this and it and it's like ooh, but there's something still missing that you're not looking at or seeing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. how um I've experienced many times this like resistance to seeing the truth or this sort of static that gets in the way of uh, clarity. And I think there's an attachment to the resistance or an attachment to the static because that person subconsciously knows that once they're clear, once they see the truth, then it will only be in integrity to act in alignment with that. And they're not ready to act yet. So I'm saying this with complete neutrality and non-judgment, right? Mm-hmm. Like like total, total non-judgment. But I see this all the time where as soon as someone sees and acknowledges the truth, there is uh, A, an opening in the universe to offer up something different and B, often a feeling of like, okay, now that I see it, I need to start acting differently because I think we all crave inner alignment, being in integrity or being an integrated human. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting how it's like in that moment, there was a readiness in your being to acknowledge the truth of what was happening Mm -hmm. and to inherently kind of like open yourself up to something better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've been using the words connecting flight and there's a process that's still there. Yes. Like, I was ready, I think, on a lot of levels to just be done. Mm -hmm. And on a lot of levels, I was not ready. Yes. And there was very practical reasons for that. But I think there was emotional, like, there's processing that takes place. And it's not always this fast process. Mm -hmm. Probably from the outside, it looked very quick. Um, Like, it happened very quickly, leaving my job. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was like the first two quarters of the year were really leading up to that. Of course. And then if you look at the breadcrumbs before that. Years prior. Years years of this, right? Yeah. So I just want to, that feels like an important message for yeah. the people listening. Like if you're in that process, it's okay that it's happening mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to acknowledge that the the terminology connecting flight totally comes from a mentor of mine, Jennifer Longmore, Mother Malia. And I love it too, because it really does outline um, a pathway. And in some ways, in some ways, we're always on a connecting flight, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, um, as you know, because you were there, Selena, we did a photo shoot in Saskatchewan for me for... Um, <laughs> for this quarter of the year, only like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And 
here I am a month later and I look at those photos and they already feel like I've outgrown them because of course I have, because they were a moment in time a month ago, you know? (laughs) So it's like, in some ways they've become a connecting flight now. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that's interesting. And I think there are these moments in life that are really prominent and really clearly a transition season, Yeah, you know? And so it sounds like um, you had a couple of quarters of a transition season Mm -hmm. before your being was ready to finally let go Mm -hmm. and what was it like in your body and in your mind body when when you knew it was time Hmm. I think there was a significant moment knowing that it was time like there was a no clear knowing in my body I can't even describe it it's just like I can't reject it anymore. Mm. I can't tell myself any stories that I need to do something else. And telling my parents was one of those things that like was important for the process of like, I'm going to quit my well-paying corporate job that supported me that I know you don't want me to quit because you mentioned it before. (laughs) And I texted my mom while she was in Houston or something And I was like, so I'm going to quit my job. And in that moment, it was like, okay, I can own it. Yes. Didn't really matter what she said. She was so supportive afterwards. Um, Yeah. Surprised me. But it was like, I can't not say this. Mm -hmm. It was almost like there was no thought behind it. It was just like, let my body lead and Mm -hmm. let it out. Yeah. Because it's built up the pressure of not doing it has built up so much Mm -hmm. that I just need to do it. Yeah. I love that. I love it. So in our timeline, we're speaking about January, 2023 to when did you quit? June, June, July. Yeah. I think it was July, July, 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So I'm just reflecting And I kind of love that we're just sort of bouncing back and forth because what I'm realizing already as we reflect live on our year (laughs) together is that there are some paralleling themes in different areas of life, Mm -hmm. you know? So while you were in this initiatory process of seeing clearly that your corporate job was no longer for you and that your next level purpose required that you leave and open up to something different... I was in Costa Rica with the sunshine on my skin, uh, feeling like I was channeling God every day. I felt so creative. I felt so uplifted and creative. And my work with clients was really dialed and my everything felt easier. And it was a really interesting moment for me, which I've spoken about on some previous podcasts. Like shortly after I returned, we recorded a couple podcasts that were about like the importance of environment. Um, but you know, looking back from this vantage point, it's like the environment is really, really, really important, especially for me as a mental projector with an environmental authority. Mm -hmm. So when I go back to that time, everything really was easier and things really were flowing. And I'd never felt like, uh, I mean, I have since then, but prior to that moment, I'd never felt like I could lead 
in Worthy and Well and work with team in a way that was so in flow, I just felt like, wow, I really am an amazing leader, you know? And like leadership is sometimes hard. And it, yes. <laughs> it just felt like everything was easier from there. And, you know, in some ways, like, of course, I had sun on my skin and went for long walks and, you know, was in a beautiful environment and swam in the ocean and had a good time and you know and that and that's what you were there for and that's what I was there for my intention was to be surrounded be inspired by nature and to create some epic stuff and uh that really did happen and then you know in March when I came back I mean I came back to some cold weather and you know it was it was hard to come back I've spoken about that before I noticed these um insecurities that didn't even feel like they were mine spin into my awareness like the first day I was back in Calgary and that was really interesting to notice just like how my energy field was picking up on collective consciousness and Mm -hmm. noticing the difference um, between for me anyway between being in Calgary versus being in Costa Rica and Meanwhile, upon that return, we were also preparing to kick off the Let Your Body Lead facilitator training again. And uh, Courtney, Amo, Julie Bolak, and I and the Page Two team were launching our book, The Mind Body Way. Um, And that happened in the same week, our kickoff (laughs) for the training and the book launch, which was um, awesome and a moment of me not feeling and this is a trap I think we can sometimes fall in is like when you are an accomplished uh you know smart ambitious spiritually curious human who like cares to put good work out into the world and you're like excited about your creations and then they come out into the world and the feeling isn't uh the level of fulfillment that you hoped that that moment would bring for me I had a moment of that even though even though I like have an antenna antennae watching for to make sure that that doesn't happen you know we're all about inner fulfillment and aligned success but I think just with the the transition back to Calgary and the my body and nervous system adapting to the different energy here as well as launching the book and starting the program at the same time it felt really hard to be in celebration um Mm -hmm. because it felt kind of stressful Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of transition and I didn't really plan ahead for how that might feel or what my system would require to land back in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think I was going through some like personal shifts at the same time, like going through a, I think anytime there's a significant move or travel or, you know, in your case, leaving a job, it's not just a transition from the job or from the place. It's a transition into a new identity. It's a transition into a new way of being into the embodiment of your next level. And that is exciting and fun and also requires a grieving period, Mm -hmm. a letting go of what once was. And so I think for me in that time, coming back I was letting go of the the certain flavor of bliss that Mm. I felt in Costa Rica and also was letting go of the version of me that was in the process of writing a book and stepping into the version who was a published author, Mm -hmm. you know, and letting go of the way in which um, basically I was 
procrastinating, um, relaunching. I, procrastinating is not the right word because I trust the timing, but you know, the events of 2020 really like made it challenging to put the let your buddy lead facilitator training out into the world again. And so we finally had, and it was like, okay, it's go time. It's like all of those things together required me to be a different uh, human being and to release or let go of everything connected to the woman I was prior, I suppose. And so just from a timeline perspective to catch it up to, you know, July, you're leaving your corporate job. And for me, um, you know, end of June, middle of June, I went to California. I came back to get my vehicle to go back to California. And in that time, my dad passed. And so here we are matched up in our timelines where you're leaving your corporate job. I'm in a hospital room in Regina, Saskatchewan with my family while my dad is transitioning. Mm -hmm. And, um, and here we are (laughs) and there we were, and there we were, and there we were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. July felt like a lot. (laughs) July was a lot. Yeah. I think it was a really important moment to have grace. Mm -hmm. We were planning to kick off, um, a round of your next level success 30 day intensive, which is one of our signature programs at Worthy and Well, that is really freaking amazing for helping you cross the threshold into your next level purpose and into being successful, doing your true like purpose driven work, uh, into quitting the job if you need to, or leaving the relationship if you need to, and like embracing mm-hmm. the truth of who you are. So we were preparing to launch a round of that. And then we decided like, maybe now is not the time. Maybe we need to actually focus on ourselves and allow our systems to calibrate to this new way of being. Yeah. I think there is an important realization for both of us in that too, of the healing that needs to be done before you can say yes to a program like that. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be in the trauma to heal the trauma. Yeah. What, what has been true for us personally And what I think we've seen over and over with our clients who, you know, there's this pattern, right? People come to us after a big life change Mm -hmm. and they're ready to rebuild. And I think that that's key is like right at the moment of the life change, uh, probably you need a lot of extra sleep, mm-hmm. probably um, some tender love and care, mm-hmm. even extra help to be supported. Um, I remember like probably a month after my dad died, I was at this women's circle and I met an incredible human um, there who's become a good friend of mine. And she was like, wait a minute, your dad just passed a month ago. And she connected with me because her her dad had passed a few years prior. And she told me that for about six months, her only job was to trim her ferns. Like she, and I love this about her. I love that she gave herself the grace to sleep and to take care of herself and to trim her ferns. Mm -hmm. And that was part of her grieving process. And I think that that's a completely valid a natural pathway mm-hmm. to require rest and self-care, 
especially right after a big life change. And that's not true for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had a different path. I, uh, my dad's passing was a sort of spiritual awakening that ignited my fire for what I do on an even bigger level. That's not to say I didn't require more rest and, and time to feel my emotions and be with my family. Um, and, I felt a creativity through it that was part of my pathway, which was important for me. I think the point is that like right after the big life change, grace is needed to really drop into the body mm-hmm. and really listen to the body and really take rest and really have nourishment and really just like, and maybe like gently go through a process of healing mm-hmm. And like, don't cut that time off because you, you can sometimes prolong and not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but like prolong the time it takes to like do what you'd like to do in the world. I'm going to phrase it that way. So I think what you're saying there is like, come into something like next level success or whatever that is for you, the, the part that helps you to build Mm -hmm. once you're ready to build, Mm-hmm. Once your body and nervous system is resourced enough to build. And of course, there will be some integration required in that phase. Like for mm-hmm. sure, uh, I'm never going to be complete with, you know, grieving my dad. It will never be complete mm-hmm. or loving my dad. I feel like those words could be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking care before leaping into what's next can be for many people an important part of the process Mm -hmm. and I think it's a a part of the process that we skip as a society Mm -hmm. like going back to corporate for example I've experienced grief of pets um, and people (laughs) in that time and it was like okay take a day or two Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not going to just take a day or two. It's, I have just, a part of me has died. Yes. And I am no longer the same person. And you're expecting me to show up in a day or two as the same person. Mm -hmm. And I I say that example because I think we put that expectation on ourselves as well. Well, I think it's internalized because the systems and culture and conditioning makes it so. And then we think that that's how it needs to be because that's what's normalized and we internalize it. And then it becomes our inner voice when really it started with our parents or the government or the job or whatever, right? It didn't mm-hmm. start with us, but it became an internalized voice. I'm not allowed to rest. Who Did you ever learn how to rest from someone? Did anyone ever teach you how to rest? You. (laughs) Exactly. And where did I learn how to rest? How did I learn how to rest? I mean, you go through enough bouts of burnout and you eventually learn it. I mean, human design helped to validate that experience. Embodiment, of course. Finally realizing that, oh my God, it's actually safe to trust my body. And if I take a full day off and lay in bed all day, my energy naturally comes back and I'm ready to create the next day. So it's like gathering enough evidence that it is okay, that -hmm. it works. And even if my energy didn't come back the next day to create, it's trusting that like, okay, it's safe for me to have a whole other day in bed if I need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But think about how nobody teaches how to rest. Like our parents and grandparents are underslept, overworked, 
I think our mothers probably, Mm -hmm. uh, people pleasers. I don't want to speak for your mother. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm kind of speaking from a collective perspective there. I think our, what we learn from is as women anyway, is to sacrifice yourself and give and, um, you know, be a certain way that doesn't necessarily include taking care of the self and taking care of the female body. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, you're talking about animals passing and you just expect me to take a day off and come back. It's like every month, a part of me dies <laughs> every month with my cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I definitely, the more attuned I become to my body, the more I notice the shifts in my being at different moments in my menstrual cycle. And I definitely require a certain level of rest at certain points compared Mm. to other points in my cycle. And it's like so many people talk about this, but it's still not normalized. It's still not like um, a baseline for how we think about menstrual cycles in women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is bringing me back to the session and let your body lead, um, which is open to men, women, non-binary people. So we have all genders. Whoever wants to come. In in the session. But this year it was dominated, female dominated, women dominated. And we got talking about how we're at different points in our cycles in one of uh, the, the courses and or one of the classes. And... I remember our amazing male client was like, came on and said, well, I definitely did not ovulate today. (laughs) And I just love that we can have those conversations and be held in that by amazing men too. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I love that. And you know who you are. We love you. (laughs) Our amazing man who joined, who joined a group of women in our, in our facilitator training. And I think like more experiences of that, I, I feel like the women were enriched through having him in our session. He was enriched through having the women in our sessions. Right. And, and I think there can be this limited perspective that, you know, women need their spaces over here and men need their spaces over there. And I think, you know, as we lean into a more integrated future, you know, one of my mentors um, has shared with me that uh, people like the collective people of the future will become more androgynous mm-hmm. and that energetic will be more androgynous, which makes sense to me, given that if we're elevating our consciousness, we're becoming more integrated Therefore, what we might have defined as like feminine aspects of the self or masculine aspects of the self are actually just parts of the self that are all one, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think like bringing men and women together in spaces and places and non-binary people and trans people, of course, in spaces and places to learn and grow is a natural part of our evolution of consciousness as a collective and something that we definitely welcome in our programs. You know, of course, meeting some of the other criteria is of utmost importance, you know, like, Mm -hmm. are you someone who is making decent money in your corporate job or business? And because of that, you're scared to take a leap into your true purpose-driven work. Mm -hmm. And do you want to be held in a space where you can realize that actually taking the leap in your true purpose-driven work is not only the key to your inner fulfillment, but your next level of financial success, your next level of success with the impact you have in the world. And basically like 
we're just a group of outliers doing our thing to move the world forward and to become embodied leaders to change the consciousness of the planet. No big deal. (laughs) Where was I going with this? I'm on a rant now. (laughs) Basically that's important more than, more than your gender is important. Um, but yes, to our, to our man who was like, well, I'm not ovulating today. So (laughs) we all laugh. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Great. So we're up to about July of 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we're up to almost September, really, because we sort of took the third quarter of the year to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I instantly refocused my attention on my immediate family and in the transformation of our family system since my dad passed. And I, of course, attended my friend's wedding in Victoria and met the love of my life, re-met the love (laughs) of my life. Before we hit record, I was sharing with Selena an interaction that I had with Eric, and we were both in tears by the end of it because of the, the beauty of true love, you know, the beauty of something that's real and authentic and like the beauty of being treated with reverence and respect. So I would like to honor Eric for being such a great man and someone I'm so excited to be physically with more often. Um, That's another story. But anyway, that happened in Q3 of last year for me. And and really, I feel like things really started to click in place. Um, I got the download, the hit that it was important for me to leave Calgary. Mm-hmm. And to move back to Saskatchewan to the farm for a few months to be with my mom and my family while we um, while we embrace our new identities. I love what you said earlier about how uh, like a part of you dies. Like when my dad died, a part of me died instantly and I will never be the same. And that mm-hmm. happened for each member of my family too. And so being able to come together um, almost with a blank canvas and decide how we want to move forward together has been really important Mm -hmm. and I really I don't know I also honor Eric for the complete and total understanding I there was no there was no need to explain any of that intuitive knowing of needing to go back to the farm it was just like full support Mm -hmm. and for him you know being a pilot and flying all around the world and working shift work he has like definitely gone above and beyond to you know fly back to see me on time off and he got to meet my family at Christmas this year we're jumping ahead a little bit but (laughs) I appreciate the way that um experiencing love with him and also evolving within my family how there's like an energetic there has been an energetic at play that has supported and facilitated both of those processes that has definitely been part of my next level of success. Mm -hmm. I would say if I were to think about my definition of next level success for me at that time, it was really like opening to love and reconnecting with family in a way I haven't since I left. Mm -hmm. What feels valuable to share about your experience from sort of like July to September ish mm-hmm. of last year. It feels important to like, once again, say how important rest is 
mm-hmm. because I don't know if it was August or if it was September, we jumped on a team call and I was like, I feel like a failure. <laughs> I can't get anything done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was like, oh yeah, we're, I, I am in yeah. transition and I am recovering from a big life change. Yeah. And really hard stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay to rest and not be peak performance. Mm-hmm. Especially as an ambitious person that just wants to build. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can resonate with like, it's hard to slow down. Yeah. And you need to surround yourself in those moments with people that are going to support that slowing down. Yeah. I remember that conversation we had that it just felt like it was so truthful. Mm -hmm. I remember just saying like, hey, Selena, just, you know, wanting to check in because what I'm noticing is you are consistently showing up for our clients in the let your body lead training you are consistently supporting me through that like that it seems like that is easy and it feels it feels like it's been a bit more challenging to keep up with some of these other tasks that we had decided were sort of part of your role and that and thank you for like receiving that in a way that was like like, I hope that you didn't feel judgment in that. It was sort of like, I see this pattern. These things are objectively happening. What do we need to do for this to feel good? And I mm-hmm. think like there was that acknowledgement that you do need more rest right now. So let's take this whole set of tasks off your plate, continue to show up in the training in the beautiful mm-hmm. way that you do. And I think in that there was an honoring for both of us, um, of what was true, mm-hmm. you know, like I also needed more rest at that time, even though I had this um, creativity that was sparked in me. And I think there was some gentleness that was just simply required. Mm-hmm. And we did okay. Yeah. We're good. We're great. We, we're kicking ass actually. We did, because we came back from that and then had a very successful uh, round of next level success. Yes. In November. Yes. Where we attracted a, a good group of amazing women to mm-hmm. come in and step into their next level success. And I just think that work we did on our own energy and to come with like an abundant energy after both of us went through this, these large life changes. Yeah. Contributed to that. Yeah, definitely. I I felt from both of us and and it also impacted the humans who said yes to that program, of course. I felt from both of us this true abundance mindset. We were not in scarcity. You know, I at that point was full on in Saskatchewan, living mm-hmm. with my mom, working in Carlisle with the beautiful humans at Lotus Tree Healing and Wellness. And then I was in Barcelona visiting Eric and and that mm-hmm. program we were facilitating online. So from, you know, you were in Calgary, I was in Sask. Saskatchewan and then in Spain. Yeah. And um, I think because we resourced ourselves leading up to that, we were able to hold that energy and that frequency and really support the people who joined us in that program while also continuing to support the the folks getting certified in the let your buddy lead method mm-hmm. um, because that was still going on. It just wrapped up in December. Mm-hmm. So kudos to us Yeah, for that. Yeah. And I would say like last year, 
that half of last year was really like me being in transition. Like 2023 was a big transition year for me, transitioning out of my job, having the life event and then of quitting my job and then transitioning into what is this next level of success for myself mm-hmm. outside of that, um, the corporate space. Yeah. And how do I balance both my desire to create, my need to make money, my desire to make money. Mm-hmm. We want to be wealthy and abundant, bitches. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, it's I'm- actually required for the vision. It's mm-hmm. required for the mission. It's required for the purpose-driven work. Like, like when we're under-resourced and we tell ourselves that it's like not about the money, we're still secretly thinking about the money. Mm-hmm. And if we're really well resourced you know one of my one of my clients recently who uh is doing world changing work and has you know tons of wealth relative to the average person when i asked him about wealth and what he wanted to create in the next year he was like casey the wealth is about the resource to do my work in the world and mm-hmm. i'm like amen and that is likely millions that's that's likely a lot of money billions for him it's billions you know and so it's like can we just can we just own that being an outlier leader in the world who wants to change the way that people live requires a lot of resource mm-hmm. you know i want to speak on stages all around the world how am i going to get to all those places well i'm going to pay for my sexy partner to fly his private jet but you know (laughs) that just came out last minute basically I was gonna say I'm gonna have to buy flights to get there but you know maybe I'll need the private jet I don't know (laughs) anyway yes I just wanted to double click on that yes yes to the wealth part Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing for me the wealth consciousness has changed as well of in the corporate space, you are given a an amount of money that you're going to make for the year and hope that you're going to get a good bonus and that you'll get a raise. And what I've noticed since leaving is how the wealth consciousness in that space is so, it's, it's very level one victim energy of like, you're a victim to not getting a raise every year, especially when there's... 10% inflation. And so leaving, it's like, oh my gosh, I have control over how much money I make. And I can own that I have champagne tastes. And then I want to fly first class if I fly more than eight hours. And I want to be able to treat my friends to dinner sometimes. Like, yes. And that's fine. Like, I'm allowed to own that. Mm. And it not be like, oh yeah, I just want more money because I want more money. I love that you named that the wealth consciousness in corporate spaces can be rooted in a level one victim energy, level one, according to IPEX energy leadership. So if you've, if you've done any training with us, you'll know what that means, but it's really with the thinking pattern of I'm a victim, the feeling of apathy, and then the behavior of lethargy. And so then, of course, people who are in salaried positions, this might not necessarily be you, but I think it's fair to say that there's a tendency for folks to like get bored and be on YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, it's like, it's natural if there's level one energy sneaking in there. So I really love that you shared that your energy around money shifted from 
um, I'm a victim to what they want to give me mm-hmm. to I'm a creator where as soon as you start talking about being a creator or creating win-wins, that's like level five, six, seven energy, super expansive, super empowering. And um, I mean, already, this is wild. Already, you just leaving your job uplifted your consciousness by a number of notches. So already you are shining with more light, sharing more light with others because your consciousness is Mm -hmm. elevated. And we're just looking at the wealth consciousness, which is a part of all consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like that's so impactful. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, actually I know that the folks who are the right fit for our programs must desire to be creators. Mm -hmm. They must at least desire it. Mm -hmm. They must want to leave behind the victim consciousness of I'm stuck here. There's nothing better for me. They must embrace the perspective, the lens, the consciousness of I create my life and I'm going to do the damn thing. And you know what? The people who are attracted to me, I'm seeing this more and more, probably the people who are attracted to you and the people attracted to worthy and well as kids wanted to change the world. Mm -hmm. That's not for no reason. Those Mm -hmm. desires are planted in you because it's part of your soul's calling towards your highest ascension point. If you're listening to this right now and you were a kid who was like, I'm going to change the world. Yes, you are. And 2024 is your year. Let's go. Mm -hmm. We are changing the world and that's not too big. Let's make it practical. Let's make it real. It requires um, a big up level in consciousness into mm-hmm. the creator mindset. Mm-hmm. Wow, you really just inspired something. <laughs> and and like, thank you for dropping that truth bomb that um, corporate systems can keep people stuck in victim mode. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would argue that they're designed to. They're designed to. They're part of the system that's a different podcast (laughs) we're here to rock the system if you're here you are here to move beyond the status quo and -hmm. embrace your outlier nature okay so we thought we were going to do some predictions for 2024 maybe we'll do like a little tease on that but I feel like this review have we finished our review anything I feel pretty complete I would just say like we also wrapped up the first round of Let Your Body Lead facilitator training, the first round since 2020. Yeah. Which I just want to like recognize you for putting that work back out in the world. After being traumatized by it. Yeah. <laughs> and how important that work is. And I think there was a realization for you of how much there was actually there, like putting the resources here with us yeah putting those resources together it was like this is a lot there's a lot here yeah yeah and there's even more this year and 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 like our our up level the energy too is going to create a completely up leveled experience for the clients who are here to receive from us in a really full-on way in Mm -hmm. 2024 yeah and I received we sent out some emails to that cohort and they're all like telling us wins of how this work is showing up for them yeah and I just want to take a moment to celebrate those people and celebrate us for helping mm-hmm. those people step in into their genius and mm-hmm. their next level success mm-hmm. yeah. and embodied leadership yeah 
to our clients, you are brilliant. We're just getting started. Let's go. There's more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really good place to start to to wrap up. And um, I feel like we'll perhaps need to do another podcast kind of looking ahead to 2024, because I mean, my vision is clear. My vision is quite clear. And also, of course, the universe is magic and a lot can unfold. Um, For now, maybe as we wrap, what do you need to know, listener? You might want to know if you are a smart, ambitious, and spiritually curious leader who is already making six or multi-six figures in your corporate job or business, and you're a little bit maybe bored or drained or feeling mm, disrespected or like there's something more, we would like to call you forward into the center of your purpose-driven work through joining us through Next Level Success 30-Day Intensive. We have a round starting January 22nd. Or if you want to go all in with us this year, the pathway may be to join the Let Your Body Lead Facilitator training. It officially kicks off in April. And when you join us, you get access to January's cohort of Next Level Success. You also get some uh, juicy savings, as well as mystery bonuses leading up to April's kickoff. And it's a program to help you feel confident and not just competent, but amazing at using the Light Your Body Lead method integrated with your special uniqueness to serve your life-giving clients in transformational ways and make amazing money, overflowing money, more than what you're making in your corporate job, doing the life-giving work that you're here on the planet for. So definitely check out in the show notes the Let Your Body Lead Facilitator training. And if you just want to start with a taste, a powerful, potent taste, you can start with Next Level Success 30-Day Intensive. What did I miss, Selena? What else would you like to add to that? I just want to say, if you are ready to be in your full power, we're here to support you. Like, that's what we want. We want you to be shining brightly because wrote this in my journal this morning when we fan our own flames we keep others warm yes and we need you in your light yeah in your genius yes we need you fanning your own flame and we'll support you in that mm-hmm. we'll support you in that not we'll not just support you in that we'll we'll like require it of you actually <laughs> we'll require it of you mm-hmm Yeah. I would love it if we could end with a card from the Work Your Light deck that feels like the right deck. Do you mind, Selena, shuffling the deck? I would love to. And for the listener, so we're going to use an Oracle deck called Work Your Light from Rebecca Campbell. Selena shuffling as we roll. And we're just going to ask the deck. Get out all the old energy first. (laughs) She's just knocking on the deck to clear it. Selena, the the expert oracle tarot (laughs) polar reader um what we would love to ask this deck is what message is in absolute highest alignment for our listener to receive right now 
in this very moment in time so that they can experience the most aligned and abundant year yet. All right. We got two. We have trust your path. If you knew you would be supported, what would you do? Oh, that's good. Okay, next. And the great gathering. It's all coming together. Intuitive hits and soul tribe. All right. If I have all the chills, so many chills, they're coming. If you resonated with this episode with us, with our messages on Instagram at Worthy and Well, or my personal one, Casey May Berglund, my guess is you're part of our soul tribe mm-hmm. and you mm, will want to join us. Mm-hmm. And you're being initiated into your next level. We appreciate you so much for being here and for listening to this podcast. What is your next empowered, aligned action so that you can make 2024 a year where you, in your own review, look back and see something magnificent that unfolded, where you can look back on yourself and recognize yourself for the courage and the confidence and the grace for taking the steps that you took. What are you feeling called to do now that your future self will be proud of later? I'm gonna leave you with that. Take really good care. Talk to you soon.